0: Welcome to the Backports Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host Jason. This is your co-host Danny. And fans, we have a full show, so let's get right to it. Danny has some sad news here. Uh, one of our coaches from high school, from Racine Horlick High School, Coach Kenan Black, uh, has actually passed away. Uh, and we just want to extend our condolences to uh, the Black family. Uh, coach Black was a, a very charismatic. I would just say he, he was a very charismatic coach, uh, one who uh, really, really uh, was uh, great for students. I would say probably a player coach um, uh, if you will. So rest in peace. Uh, coach Black, our condolences to the family. In addition, Danning, uh, Lee Elder, a renowned golfer who really set the tone for Black golfers all over the world. He set the tone for Tiger Woods. Uh, Lee Elder actually passed away um, earlier this week. Uh, and Lee Elder, we did a show on Lee Elder because obviously he was a part of the uh, ceremony for opening up the Masters um, earlier this year. Fans, take a listen to our previous podcast on Lee Elder. Man, just a phenomenal story, Danny. I mean, I just mm-hmm. wish they would really go ahead and create a story, a, a biopic, or something on Lee Elder. Agreed. Lee Elder, Lee Elder was man was for this absolutely phenomenal in terms of the things that he uh, went through, and w- one thing that really stood out. Uh, about stood out for me about Lee Elder uh, in his career um, was the fact of which he partnered with Gary Player. Gary Player actually invited him to play golf in South Africa during apartheid. Mm -hmm. And just the barriers that were broken from that standpoint, just from that act alone. Um, It's written that Gary Player actually had to go to the then president in South Africa to allow uh, Gary, uh, excuse me, allow Lee Elder to play, uh, to basically put aside uh, the apartheid rules, if you will, in order for that match to actually occur. Uh, And then Lee Elder went and played in Africa. Uh, and man, th- just a phenomenal story, which I think really needs to be showcased. Our condolences to the Elder family. Uh, and um, man, just a phenomenal uh, story, a phenomenal career and a phenomenal life. And then just as we talk about Lee Elder, man, the doors he opened for the likes of Tiger Woods to really come in and uh, do his thing, man. Keep in mind, fans, Lee Elder was the first African-American golf player to play in the Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he really opened the door for the likes of Tiger Woods to actually uh, become a Masters champion. So uh, it was interesting in, in the news of Mr. Lee Elder, lee the news from Tiger Woods, in which he, he's actually done an in-depth interview uh, since his car accident in February. And in this interview uh, that he did with Golf Digest, uh, and I quote, he says, I, I think something that is realistic is playing the tour one day, never full-time, ever again. But pick and choose, just like Mr. Ben Hogan did. Pick and choose a few events a year, and you play around that you practice around that and you gear yourself up for that. I think that's how I'm going to have to play it from now on. It's an unfortunate reality, but it's my reality. And I understand it and I accept it unquote. So Tiger Woods, man, uh, Danny, what say you on this Tiger Woods news?
1: They haven't really said yet the severity of his leg injury. Um, obviously it's he's gone through a lot based on that interview and to be where he's at seems unreal based on the accident so he was in a car accident back in February heading to a golf tournament Um, not a lot of details have been released on this but his leg did get um, pretty much messed up and in golf, for all the golfers out there, you know how much you have to use your legs when you're swinging that club. It's your back and all the torque and and as hard as he was swinging. I don't know. I don't know how he comes back from this. So man. it's going to be hard. And he seems like he said, accepting it. But once you get those juices flowing, it's like anything else, man, you've done in the past. hmm mm-hmm. And you get out there, basketball, whatever you're playing, running, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you think you you want to revert back to the way your old self. So there'll have to be, you know, mentally it's gonna I think take a toll on him for a little bit. But if he's coming to grips that he can't play the way he used to, yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to say until you actually see him. And, like, how he's walking and, you know, does he have a limp? Uh, how much pressure can he even put on that leg um, after being surgically repaired? So, I don't know until – I guess till you see, you'll know better.
0: Well, you know, here's the other thing too, Danny. We got to realize, I mean, Tiger's been out for a minute. Mm-hmm. And so, the competition has gotten younger, mm-hmm. has gotten hungrier, and – Man, if if Tiger so happens to win, not necessarily another major, but just a a regular tournament, mm-hmm. I think that he would go over the moon with just that. Yes. But honestly, yes. But if he competes for a major, oh boy, yeah. the ratings on that will be through the roof, <laughs> literally. Let me ask you this, Danny. What what percentage or what's the likelihood would you give it that Tiger wins another tournament or, and or another major?
1: I would say a tournament. Man, it's hard to say without even seeing them swing a club. But mm-hmm. because, because these newer dudes, man, they're hitting a the mess out of the ball. Yeah. And, and they're accurate. So it's not like they're just spraying it all over the place. They're mm-hmm. actually pretty accurate. Um, I would say a tournament, just straight guess, I would say 5%. Mm-hmm. Major, mm-hmm. I would say 5%. I'll keep it real low. Yeah, I just don't, based on the way he was talking and his body language
0: mm-hmm.
1: and everything, I, and based on what the reports were about his leg, that's hard to come back from, man. So I'd say it's really low. I'm, you never say never, right?
0: Exactly. He exactly. Person. He
1: won't be that person, but I think it's the odds are against him.
0: I would give it 10 to 15% that he would actually win another tournament. As far as a major, I would have to give him about 5%, man. i mm-hmm. I'll give him about 5%. Uh I agree with you until we really see him out there, that's something else. Mm-hmm. But I would I would say this, Danny. I would give it I would give him a 25% chance to win on a senior tour uh I, I think i think he can still he'll be able to do something out there and i think he'll beat out some of the uh you know the older uh more seasoned uh golfers and everything at that point in time so we'll see it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting and now danny to uh the nfl and where boy this past week weekend was something else and where the Packers went ahead and beat the Rams. But man, just as we're talking about the Packers and everything and and their their win, we have to look at the Rams, man. What in the world happened to the Rams? I mean, they went ahead and got some pieces. Yep. They got some pieces to go ahead and make that playoff push and make that playoff run, but man, it just hasn't materialized as of yet. I mean, you have OBJ, he did get a touchdown, his first touchdown as a Ram against the Packers. But, man, uh, Matt Stafford threw another pick six. That's what, three games in a row or something like that? Come on, Matt Stafford. Um, So, I don't know, Danny, what what are your thoughts on, on the Rams?
1: Jason, we talked about this a couple shows ago, man, and I think a couple things here with the Rams. One, when they signed OBJ, they lost Robert Woods to the ACL. Mm-hmm. I think that was huge because Robert Woods was having a great year. He was a release for Matt Stafford, and you know OBJ is still getting up to the up to speed on the playbook. Uh, you can see when the coach they went to, they panned over to the sidelines. He's still trying to figure things out. Uh, so, with Cooper Cup and OBJ trying to get up to speed, Robert Woods, if they had Robert Woods, I think it would be a different story on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think on the defensive side of the ball, too, you're bringing in a new piece as well. So, I think there's some gelling fast to go on. And I think they get right this week with Jacksonville. I believe they play Jacksonville this week. So, <clears throat> that being said, Matt Stafford, I just don't know if he is the quarterback to get them to to win the Super Bowl, even get to the Super Bowl. So if the Rams have to go on the road to Green Bay, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and those dudes, man, they won't they won't has you know they're going to be all right with that because they know Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. They see Matt Stafford anywhere else. Matt Stafford might thrive, but if he has to go to Lambeau, I don't like the Rams' chances the way they're playing right now. Now, if they get some time, they get to gelling, OBJ gets up to speed, Mm -hmm. and he can play that Robert Woods role, I think they'll be okay. But Matt Stafford is – he turns the ball over too much, man. And I just don't know in a pressure situation in the playoffs, which he has not been in, how is he going to react?
0: Well, to that point, though, here's my concern – with a potential Rams-Packers rematch, that would be the third time they would have played in two seasons, two playoff games and one regular season game. Mm -hmm. My concern would be the familiarity of the Rams would have, one with the cold, Mm -hmm. um, especially the stadium, especially in Green Bay. Um, One of the advantages that the Packers have is home field advantage in the cold. Mm Mm-hmm. Rams play obviously last year at Lambeau in the cold. It was a little chilly this last time. So maybe the Rams get, are used to it. Maybe they never get used to it. But I would err on the side of them getting kind of used to it, getting used mm-hmm. to flying into Green Bay, getting used to the visitors' locker room, getting used to the field. Uh, and then ultimately getting used to the defenses that um, Green Bay has played against them over the past couple of years. So that, uh, that would be my concern with a potential rematch, uh, Danny. And I would say this, too. When we look at the standings right now. Yep. Season would end today. And the playoffs started you would have the Arizona Cardinals at the number one seed. And keep in mind, fans, this year there's going to be seven teams in each division that actually makes the playoffs. The first-seeded team will have that by the rest of the teams would actually go, have to go ahead and play that first weekend. And so as it stands right now, the Arizona Cardinals would be the number one seed, Packers number two, Tampa Bay number three, Dallas Cowboys at number four. Rams at number five, 49ers at number six, and the Washington football team at number seven. And so, man, an intriguing matchup would be that of the Rams against the Cowboys in the first round, Danny. Mm-hmm. That would be very impressive. And I think I would have to really just kind of sit and think that game out, quite honestly. And I don't think it matters what stadium uh, they would be in. They'll both be indoors. Man, I would have to... ooh. That would be an interesting game. And I think for me, it depends upon who's hurt, who's mm-hmm. playing or who's not playing. That would be a, a huge factor. Um, Cowboys, doesn't have, they just don't have that running game like they used to. And I think the Rams uh, would be able to hang with the Cowboys, man. I really believe that. And I think OBJ will finally get used to the offense over the next four or five games here. Mm-hmm. Man, that would be very interesting, Danny. But I don't know about the Rams. What say you?
1: Yeah, I don't see Green Bay losing to Washington. They Chase Young is out. They are starting to play a little bit better right now. And truth be told, that seventh spot, there's a ton of teams vying for mm-hmm. that last spot right now. Mm-hmm. So this could all shift. So we're talking as of now uh, because my Atlanta Falcons are right there with them five and six, but we got, a, we got a tough stretch coming up, starting with Tampa Bay this weekend. Um, but that Cowboys Rams game, I agree. Mari Cooper's coming back tonight. and I think CD lamb is actually playing as well. So they're trying to get healthy. and I know they had a COVID outbreak as well. So they got at least a few weeks ahead of the playoffs to um, deal with that. And then the Buccaneers, 49ers, the Buccaneers, I don't know, man. They're good, but tom, Tom's tom been struggling a little bit. So I don't think they would have an issue with the 49ers, but I don't. Tom has been starting slow, put it like that. They've won these games. Fournette had a monster game last week.
0: He sure did. Man, sure did. off. But I would I would say probably some of the struggle is due to Antonio Brown mm-hmm. not being there. And it just uh, came out that he uh, is suspended for three games for violating the uh, virus protocol. So mm-hmm. that's another three games. But yep. we'll see what happens with the Buccaneers. In the AOC, you have Baltimore Ravens at the number one. Patriots at number two. Titans at number three, Chiefs four, Bengals five, Buffalo Bills six, and LA Chargers at seven. Baltimore with the first round bye. Um, so, therefore, it'll be New England against the Chargers. That would be a very interesting matchup. Mm-hmm. Young quarterbacks. um Man, that would be a very interesting matchup. But I think the Patriots. The way they're playing right now. Man, they may prevail on that one. Uh, then you have Tennessee against Buffalo. <laughs> these
1: AFC I, matchups are no joke.
0: Oh my gosh, man. This is going to be. <laughs> and then you have the Chiefs versus the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> man, <laughs> these matchups are going to be wicked that first week. Uh-huh. I I can't call it man. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit back with my nice beverage, maybe some wings, sit back and watch these games, man, and just enjoy. Yes. That first week is gonna be something else. It's gonna be mm-hmm. something else, man. What say you, Danny?
1: And the AFC. I think a lot of shifting still may happen. So the Ravens are currently number one but they have a tough schedule coming up. I know mm-hmm. they play the Rams. I know they play the Packers. I think they still have the Bengals and possibly the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember all the games. but So they have a tough stretch where <clears throat> they're at the whole, whole pad here, man. And they have been shaky as well. And Lamar had a tough game last week. They prevailed over Cleveland, even though he threw four picks. So... I think with him not practicing their timing is off and Lamar has a lot of pressure on him in this, this playoff run here, man, because they've Mm -hmm. been right there and they just can't get over the hump. So we'll see what happens. uh, And if they can stay in that number one spot, but man, looking at this list here, the chargers at seven Buffalo at six, And Cincinnati's playing. Their defense has actually stepped up. So if their defense can play halfway decent, they have a good shot, man, with their offense. But you just don't know with the younger quarterbacks, with mm-hmm. Mac Jones, mm-hmm. Herbert, and Burrow, mm-hmm. how they'll, how they'll uh, react to the playoff environment. I'm looking forward to it, man. All These are some great matchups if they hold Pat.
0: Mm-hmm agreed there. One team that we did not mention at all out of the NFC was the Carolina Panthers. Now, that storyline right there with Cam Newton coming back, signing with the Panthers, and and starting all to uh, for him to be benched late in the game. <sighs> Danny, I'm rooting for Cam. I am. I think it may be time it may be time, man. Did you see that last game he he played in? Yes, I did. Hell, I didn't. I just looked at the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I needed to do, man. I just looked at the stats too. You see those stats, man? Yes, I did. Hey, man. Yes, I did. Listen, I I just think <laughs> <sighs> I know. You know, you had to put in maybe a different offense for Cam. Mm-hmm. Man, those stats were bad. Yes, those stats was. were real bad. And I, I'm just thinking maybe it's time to for Cam just to – I'm not going to say hang it up. I just want him to rip the ball. I want him to – I know that's – I don't know. I don't know if it was the offense. I mean, in fans, what I'm talking about is Cam Newton going 5-for-21 for 92 yards.
1: And two picks.
0: And two picks.
1: Mm-hmm. I think his it's the Q- shoulder, Jason. I think it's his shoulder, man. Since that's shoulder surgery, he, he hasn't been able to throw the ball.
0: His QBR is five point, was 5.8. Is this going to be interesting to see how this really shapes up for cam and now Danny on to the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks actually signed boogie cousins and they needed to do that it was actually I think a good move because Brooke Lopez actually had surgery successful surgery on his back uh, on earlier today um, Brooke hadn't really played uh, since after that first game of the season um, and so he did have successful back surgery. Seems like the Bucks, um, they're optimistic that Brooke will come back in the season. Uh, but until then, they went ahead and signed Boogie Cousins, and where Boogie actually uh, played last night, uh, scored. Uh, and man, I, I have to say, this is this really interesting, an interesting signing. Uh, I really wonder how that's going to work with their interior defense. Boogie Cousins isn't the best. Defender. Um, he can score. He can, he can shoot the three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but in terms of defending, that is a concern um, that I have. And so I don't know that Danny, what say you?
1: Yeah, this is definitely a depth signing. Uh, they knew something was going on with Brooke and then came out today. He had the surgery, like you mentioned. So, It doesn't hurt. Obviously, he is not Brook Lopez from a defensive standpoint. But on the offensive side of the ball, he can score and create Mm -hmm. his own shot. So, yeah, you're going to be given a little there, but at least it's another big body, a veteran. He knows his role. And he's not the Boogie Cousins of old where, you know, I think he's been humbled a lot over you know after he's had these injuries and bouncing team to team so he can hit the three he fits into their offense and I don't see it hurting them at all and if stuff gets out of hand you know they have the option to let him go but I think he'll he'll fit in he see he's in a winning situation man so I hope he sees where he may have an opportunity to get a ring
0: yeah yeah I agree there I mean he gave 15 minutes three for five from the field, one for two from the uh, three-point line. Uh, also had uh, an assist and four rebounds. And I think that's one thing I believe was weak in Brooks' game in terms of rebounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, uh, Boogie Cousins, market Cousins, can actually get some rebounds, but will sacrifice um, a little bit uh, on the defensive end there. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think that's sort of something to watch. Um, moving forward, uh, and I think this may be an opportunity for and Cousins to really get back in the league and get that paper, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, just as we talk about the Bucks, man, and we talk about um, some lineup changes, same thing happening over the Knicks, and where Kemba Walker has been <laughs> benched, man. Mm-hmm. Dropped from the starting lineup. And so... I don't know what any. I just think you know Kemba have had some knee injuries, some knee issues um, over the past two, three years, uh, and I think Tibbs was like, you know what, we're gonna have to just go ahead and bench you, man. And it seemed like the Knicks may be flowing a little bit better. What say you?
1: Yeah, I think it's Kemba. Ever since he signed that contract with Boston, when he left Charlotte, and then it came, you know, he had the knee problems and that that limits his game a lot, man, because he can't be as explosive as he was when he was with Charlotte, and you remember his days in UConn, Whew. he was giving them the business. Man, man the
0: business. <laughs> so,
1: so, he doesn't have that anymore, and you wonder how much time he has left, actually, with that knee, and you don't know if it's tendonitis kicking in, or arthritis, or whatever the case may be, but I just look at it, and he's not a big guard either.
0: So mm-hmm. that's another thing
1: where on the defensive mm-hmm. end he's exposed, mm-hmm. and the time. And Boston took full advantage of getting getting him out of the um, trading him because they need. Brad Stevens saw something. He went into the GM role, was able to get rid of that contract, mm-hmm. and you know he made Kemba. You know, like I said, he's just not the same player. And with Tibbs, you know, Tibbs is all about defense. Mm -hmm. And Kemba's Mm -hmm. not about that game right now. He can't, he's just not able to move as fast as he used to be, you know, get the steals and everything. So I think he's just limited right now. And you just hope that he can hang on too, man. It seems like a theme to show guys that are, you know, banged up and mm -hmm. they may be on their last leg.
0: But you know what? I wonder though, in a Tibbs, Organization on a Tibbs team. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're defensive minded, but man, he runs them to the ground, man. Yep. Where their bodies really break down. I don't know if he has kind of stopped that or kind of reevaluated during his year off or what have you, if he's reevaluated how he coaches um, and everything, how he practices. I wonder if Kimba can take that. I wonder if he needs to be a part of a different organization, another team in where it's probably not as defensive-minded, not as hard on your body. Um, there are teams out there who don't play on defense, man. There you go. And maybe that, maybe that's a trade opportunity. So we'll we'll see how that goes, man. But just as we talk about Campbell, let's go on the other side here. And when we talk about Steph Curry, even though Steph Curry and the Warriors lost against the Phoenix Suns, and that was a good game, man. Uh, they play again on Friday, but Steph Curry has been lighting the NBA up, <laughs> with the exception <laughs> of that game against Phoenix Suns. He was off. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix, to Phoenix's credit, they played some defense on him. But boy, Steph Curry has been cooking. Mm-hmm. What say you, Danny?
1: Yeah, Jay, one thing about that. Warriors Suns game on Friday night. They bumped the Lakers Clippers for that game on ESPN. So Sure did. Yep. They wanted they won part two of that game. That man, that game was, it was good. And they don't even have Clay Thompson yet from the Warriors standpoint.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And they're a surprise. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't see them mm-hmm. being an, I, nope. being where they're at right now. They're 18 and three. And yeah, Steph Curry's been playing lights out. The supporting cast has been awesome. Poole and all mm-hmm. those dudes. Mm-hmm. They've been mm-hmm. bringing it, man. And mm-hmm. that is great for Golden State because they're in this transition period where they're not falling. You know, usually when they're doing this, that's where the teams kind of fall off and they come back mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. They're doing this in real time. Exactly. So they're getting all these younger younger uh, players, all this playing time, experience. Wiggins is playing been playing really well and then they get clay back so you're cu- i'm curious on how that impacts the flow mm-hmm. um because you know that he's gonna be itching to come out and shoot like 20 times because he's been on the men forever uh so i'm just curious how that plays into it but yeah man steph curry has been playing out of his mind and it's Every time he shoots it now, you think it's going in. He like say off night on Wednesday, but tomorrow night when they're playing uh, Phoenix <sighs> again, I'm sure he'll be ready.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be ready. And on to our trade card scenario, who we got, Danny?
1: So tonight, Jason, in honor of Boogie Cousins signing with the Milwaukee Bucks, we have DeMarcus Cousins' 2010 Donruss rookie card for LaMarcus Aldridge's 2006 Tops Rookie Card. Couple quick bios. Marcus Cousins was the the fifth overall pick out of the University of Kentucky by the Sacramento Kings in 2010. Uh, Averaged 20 so far for his career, 20.4 points, 10.6 rebounds, three assists a game, four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, and part of the All-Rookie Team. LaMarcus Aldridge, was the second overall pick out of Texas by the Bulls, who then traded him to the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and his career averages are 19.3 points, 8.2 rebounds, two assists. Again, seven-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, and was also an All-Rookie part of the All-Rookie team. So, Jason, who do you want in your portfolio?
0: <sighs> this was a tough one, man. And this was a tough one, Danny. I thought it was going to be easy, but the more I looked into it, I was like, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> so man, let me talk it through. Uh, listen here, man. Fans know where I'm going with this. Got to go back to the college college days. Uh, Boogie Cousins was only at U- University of Kentucky for one year. Mm-hmm. In that one year, though, he did dominate. He was a massive body, uh, a man amongst boys, quite honestly. Uh, averaged 15 points in a college game, man. That's, that's pretty imp- impressive in, in nine boards, close to 10 boards a game. Uh, LaMarcus, he uh, stayed in Texas uh, for two years, had uh, averaged average uh, close to 10 points his first year, 15 his second year. The thing about Marcus man is man he just got a nice mid range jumper man. Mm-hmm. I mean anywhere I mean whether it's it's uh down low or it's at the elbow or whatever he just has a nice mid range game and in my opinion that is something that is so needed in the playoffs. Man this was a tough one Danny and uh, I think I think about DeMarcus Cousins going to Sacramento the land where uh, great players go to uh, just not be found out anymore. <laughs> That's what Sacramento is known for, man. Come on, man. Some yep. great players, some great college players has come out and they have gone to the Kings and you don't hear about, about them for a long time. Not unless they're going to get traded from the Kings to another team. And it's like, man, where was this player all, all this time? Man, he was with Sacramento.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think to a certain degree uh, Boogie actually brought a little prominence to Sacramento and towards the tail end of his career in Sacramento, that's when they were really starting to kind of get good. Yep. And they really started to make a little noise. And then, you know, they got new coaching and the Marcus and the coaches didn't, just didn't get along and, It became a a very ugly story, man, um, in the league. Uh, And then DeMarcus gets, you know, traded, goes down to New Orleans, gets hurt, uh, and all. But, man, I I would have loved to have seen DeMarcus at his peak in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Because, fans, you have to realize, when I'm thinking about a card, I'm also thinking about the future value of that car and so the Marcus again he's only been in the playoffs two times when we talk about Lamarcus marcus we're talking about a player who's been in the playoffs four times for the spurs and five times for the portland trailblazers so he's been in the playoffs nine times playoffs is of great value not only that when he was in the playoffs Man, he averaged 20.8 points a game in the playoffs, man. That's nothing to sneeze at. So with that, I'm gonna have to go with Lamarcus. I'm gonna have to go with his card, man. And he's very effective in the playoffs, mid range game. Doesn't have a whole you know a lot of trouble mm-hmm. in the league. Uh He's wanted by organizations versus Boogie Cousins and where we picked up Boogie Cousins because he wasn't playing with anybody. That speaks volumes to me, man. So I'm going with, with LaMarcus Aldridge's car. Who you got, Danny? Yeah,
1: the chasing. this was tough, man. I was going back and forth because Boogie Cousins, before he had that first Achilles injury, he, he was putting up, when he went to New Orleans in particular, he mm-hmm. was putting a double-doubles. He was a double-double machine. Mm-hmm. His career yeah. averages are double-double. <clears throat> and I look at him, man, he's just, he's, he's a volatile player, right? Mm-hmm. He has his ups, and he has his downs. Attitude, game, so on and so forth. And <clears throat> that's where I was trying to think, does that make him, his card, more valuable in this case? Because LaMarcus Aldridge, You laid it out, man. He's slow and steady. Mm -hmm. He's producing every night. He's not, you don't read about him doing anything. He's just out there playing his game. So all that being said, in this scenario for the card itself, I'm going to take DeMarcus Cousins' (laughs) card. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason I say it is because for as good as Lamarcus Aldridge has been in his career, he's flown under the radar, man. Mm -hmm. And I think people know Boogie due to his volatility, either positive or negative. And Lamarcus, he played in San Antonio. He played in Portland. He's played in small markets. Now he's in Brooklyn. But I think that's been part of his thing where he's been Mm – under the radar and people don't he's not a household name unless you're a hoops fan Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus boogie i think he might he has a little more name recognition just based on who he is so for that and that alone pretty much because their stats are comparable boogie's been out of the league and back in Mm -hmm. He's been injured a ton. Now he had both Achilles blood on him. He's had just a lot of bad luck from an injury perspective and being able to hang on with teams. So with all that, I'm going to go, I'm still going to go with his card in this scenario.
0: Thank you for joining us at Backports talk podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.